You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the news comes this week in the wake of the failure of the movie John Carter, which of course is based on a princess of Mars about an ancient civilization on Mars and an Earth man who goes to Mars by some kind of astral projection or something like that, a remote viewing, and becomes a hero. And now we learn there is a discovery and analysis of 36-year-old data showing Martian bacteria. Now, Martian bacteria is not 14 feet high with four arms, but it's life. Yeah, well, that, gosh, uh, where's Richard Hoagland when you need him? I'm surprised we haven't heard from, uh, from Dickie Poo. <laughs> well, the funny is that what we discovered to be the real situation of life on Mars will probably have nothing whatever to do with his claims. Yeah, but that, that is a bombshell. I mean, that, uh, you know, to find life on another celestial body, is uh, that's big news. It really is. It really is. And it may mean that there are more sophisticated creatures under the surface of Mars. Because consider, if you're looking at the surface and you've got, you know, little ice pockets and stuff like that, what's happening in caves? What's happening beneath the surface? Or is this, and maybe this harkens back to our discussion last week, some sort of gradual disclosure? Well, uh, I guess the kind of jury's out on that, but wouldn't surprise me. can believe almost anything. I'll tell you, though, that's interesting. In our forums, since Ray Stanford came on the show, we have had no end of comments in our forums. Boy, <laughs> that's an understatement. The hits keep on coming. It hasn't been, I don't know, in a year or two that we've seen that level of interest in any guest. And we understand it's both ways in terms of opinion. Some people believe what he has to say. Some are sort of skeptical. Some say, put up or shut up. Well, it's, it's going to continue uh, along those, those very uh, contentious lines until Ray finally puts it up and shuts everybody up. And the only way that's going to happen is if he, he's able to present his data in a scientific, I guess, arena, for lack of a better term, and have that data examined by, you know, physicists and, and others uh, who are credentialed in, in the particular fields that Ray has been diving into for quite some time now. And I think that uh, probably the best way to do that is to interest one of these physicists to actually present his data for him. And uh, once that happens, then I think uh, some of the boobirds and the skeptics uh, out there will have something else to chew on. Now, I'm wondering, passing here, whether Ray Stanford was right to say anything at all if he's not ready to reveal the information, because this is what's going to happen. People are going to say, okay, we've had claims over the years in the UFO field in general paranormal research about people who claim to have evidence of what's going on, really significant evidence, and they never produce. So why should we believe you unless you produce it? Maybe he would have been better not to go on radio, not to announce anything, just keep quiet until he has something he's able to present. Because, you know, obviously we can't force him. You know, he can do whatever he wants. But just looking at it from a politically correct point of view, maybe this wasn't the way to do it. Well, again, we had Ray on the show. Uh, you know, we have to put this uh, latest appearance here at the Paracast into context. Uh, Chris Lambright's book, 
for anyone out there who's interested enough to get the facts behind the whole Leak Mirabeau, you know, the claim that Leak Mirabeau was inspired to come up with cutting-edge technological ideas that are being put into practice as we speak based on, you know, Ray's analytical work that he exposed uh, to Mirabeau. And if you take the time to read Chris's incredibly well-researched book about this, uh, you will find some pretty good smoking gun evidence that uh, the claim by Stanford and now, I guess, supported by, by Chris Lambright's work, is uh, it, it holds water. And having seen um, a good bit of this scientific data that uh, Ray has been touting um, for the past three, four years now, I, I'm I'm convinced that Ray's on the right track with this, and of course that totally opens me up for all sorts of uh, ad hominem attacks and you know claims that I'm too close to him and and I'm this and I'm that and I've drank you know I I slurped the the Ray Stanford Jello or, or <laughs> however you want to put it and you know Gene I, I don't care um, I'm I'm a straight shooter. I'm uh, a lot more skeptical than I think some of my detractors uh, at the forums would uh, like you to believe. And I have never encountered anyone that has come close to the quality of work and analytical and observational acuity that Ray Stanford has. And I'm sorry if he can find dinosaur tracks that hundreds of thousands of people walked over, yet he's the guy that finds them and totally writes the book on East Coast Paleontology I would think that he would have that same ability and visual observational acuity to do the same thing looking up. And especially due to the fact that he's been able to actually amass quite a interesting collection of films, again, films, not video, and, um, and still photographs of these cases, which he is just incredibly uh, – the, the process that he has undergone in the past four years is – is really admirable, and he's going to have the last laugh. And I, you know, I don't care what anybody on the forum says. Uh, I have never encountered anybody or any body of work that comes close to to what Ray has accomplished. And uh, there are some developments on the scientific front with Ray, which I'm right not right now. I'm not uh, allowed to really discuss, but uh, <laughs> I can't wait to. Uh, kind of end uh, the conversation, at least uh, this portion of it, in terms of Ray's credibility, uh, that portion of the conversation. I can't wait for this to be put behind us because, quite frankly, I was rather insulted by some of the comments that were made equating him with Stephen Greer and, you know, some other names that were bannered about. Well, you know one uh, thing here, too, which we have to bear in mind. Whether you believe what Ray Stanford has to say or not, he's not selling books, he's not selling swag, He's not going on a lecture tour. He's not asking for donations. He's not telling you, give me $1,000 and I'll take you on a trip to see the aliens. He's not doing a C-set. He's not running a cult. The guy doesn't even have a website. So yeah, the point so is he, here, exactly. and that's a big point. That's very important because anytime you hear a claim and you have a problem with it, you look at the commercial motive. Oh, he's going to write a book. He's going to do this. He's going to cash in. He's doing none of that. No, actually what he's doing is attempting to stay, step up to the plate and provide science, modern diagnostic science, with new insights and potentially new tools to 
to look at very cutting-edge data that, that his sole purpose is to, to pull humanity, help pull humanity's knowledge forward. And that's, that's quite a, a testament to his uh, selflessness in this, in this whole uh, arena. And, you know, people forget about that. They, they tend to think that there's some grand design, there's some, you know, monetary motivation, or he wants to become uh, the next uh, guru. Uh, what is there space. about just wanting to tell people what you know if you think you've got some solid information? That takes us to our guest. And this is kind of, I guess, another unified theory for the paranormal and reality. And it's a book called Behind the Cosmic Veil from Thomas Fusco. Yes, and we're going to – I think this is going to be a fascinating show. I haven't had a chance to fully read uh, his book, but uh, he comes up with some very, very uh, intriguing uh, analysis of where we are right now in our in our knowledge of the physical universe, and uh, and he equates uh, he sums it all up in a in a theory that uh, he's given the name supergeometry to, and I, I'm really looking forward to to meeting him on the air and getting him to really uh, kind of give us a real sense of how he even arrived at this theory. And, and I think some of the answers he'll give for that question are going to surprise people. The book is called Behind the Cosmic Veil. The author, Thomas Fusco, will come up next with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. You know, we develop trust in the people we know, but we don't really know someone we can see. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It's a simple online meeting service. It's GoToMeeting by Citrix. All it takes is a webcam and a click to instantly collaborate. You can start hosting your own face-to-face -face online meetings today with GoToMeeting. You can try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. If you you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. 
crank up your savings at the Webb's headquarters for hand crank and solar power preparedness. 21stCenturyGoods.com. Save now on solar generators from $289. Solar lanterns, just $24.95. Solar waterproof flashlights, only $12.95. Cook anywhere solar ovens from $279.95. Portable solar panels from 21stCenturyGoods.com give you the freedom to harness the power of the sun to charge your gear wherever you go. Show your patriotism with our line of solar flagpole lights. Plus, find a full line of emergency and shortwave radios, solar lanterns, and LED flashlights. And see our monthly two-for-one specials at 21stCenturyGoods.com. Spelled the number two, the number one, stcenturygoods.com. Or call 866-999-8422. Spend $100 or more and get a free hand crank solar flashlight when you mention you heard us on GCN at checkout. Crank up your savings only at 21stCenturyGoods.com. BePrepared.com is making deals in April because you need to be prepared now and you need to save. BePrepared.com is the official site of Emergency Essentials, a 24-year leader in emergency preparedness supplies. Everything from long-term food storage to emergency kits, water storage and filtration to alternative light and heat sources. What's on sale? Now through April 30th, save 28% on a freeze-dried garden vegetable combo, which includes peas, corn, beans, cauliflower, celery, and onions. Save 33% on the Catadine Hiker Micro filter new instant white rice as low as 849 and a 72-hour mre food and water supply a 72 dollars value for only 49.99 and much more at beprepared.com call 800-999-1863 to experience exceptional customer service and our low price guarantee that's 800-999-1863 hurry the beprepared.com april sale ends april 30th the choice is clear be unprepared or beprepared.com We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We welcome on the Paracast with Gene and Chris Thomas Fusco. He's author of this book called Behind the Cosmic Veil, and the subtitle is A New Vision of Reality, Merging Science, the Spiritual, and the Supernatural, which I guess we can call kind of a unified theory of reality. But before we start with that, Thomas, I'd like to know your background. Can you tell us just what your day job is and what kind of experience you have? And then we can focus on how you got into this. Well, I, uh, I work in the technology industry. Uh, the field of my research that led up to my book has been mostly private work. Uh, I've done uh, independent studying for quite a long time. Uh, As I say in my uh, review there, that uh, I've spent close to 30 years of research uh, preparing for this book. And so uh, it's pretty much what consumes most of my spare time now. I know that you and I were talking about some computer stuff just before we got on. But anyway, Looking at it from a person who's into technology, we kind of look at visions of reality and spiritual and supernatural, and we think of them as more emotional interests as opposed to intellectual. So how do you approach this kind of study? Well, to begin with, uh, there were certain premises that I needed to establish uh, that were... Uh, able to help me start with a little bit of a different paradigm than what had already existed. Uh, 
And one of the ideas is that, and it's very scientifically accepted, is that the universe is put together one way. And that's a single premise. That means everything that we observe has to be consistent with that one way that the universe is put together. The universe is not arbitrary. Uh, Atoms are assembled in the exact same way everywhere that atoms fall together from the very beginning of time. Another thing that I mentioned is that you're not going to put a turkey in the oven and three hours later come out with a V8 engine when you open the door. Not unless we have a new kind of reality. Well, (laughs) the reality that we're in is much more rigid than that. Uh, It certainly has some very well-defined parameters. The uh, two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen combined together in a model or in a molecule under standard temperature and pressure. Uh, Anywhere in the universe, there's sufficient gravitational field to pull those molecules together are going to give us a clear liquid that we call water anywhere in the universe where those conditions are met. So it's very, um, it is a very definite way that the universe is put together. It's not arbitrary. The other aspect of, to what you were asking is given that, then what we see in the universe is a system which is governed and assembled according to a specific set of laws and principles. We've discovered a lot of them. There are some of them that we haven't. But we know that a system like the universe is governed by a specific set of laws and principles. What that means then is that every subset of that system must comply with those same laws and principles. Uh, A subset of a system cannot operate in a way that's contrary to or outside of the laws and the principles that govern the greater system. So when we bring it back to down to the human experience, uh, as you were asking about, what we have is the human brain. The human being itself is actually a subset of the greater universe. Therefore, everything that is in the human brain is consistent with the laws and the principles from which the human brain was, was constructed. It's the same laws and principles that govern the greater universe. And when we begin to look at things with that kind of a paradigm, we can begin to take ideas that are emotional or experiential or mental or personal and begin to project them out, so to speak, and try to look at them in a scientific and physical way. So did you have some kind of eureka moment, an epiphany Thomas Fusco to say, you know what, I've got something here that maybe hasn't been put together quite this way. There were several of those types of moments for me. One of them was certainly coming to a different kind of an understanding uh, when it comes to the nature of gravity. Now, that may sound odd with a book that's published that has a lot of spiritual and paranormal or supernatural elements in it. But I came to the realization that gravity is this force that seems to continuously defy scientific explanation. When we were in school, we were taught, we were told that we were taught all about gravity. But in reality, what we were taught about was gravitational effect. We were never really taught about gravity because Science doesn't have a good picture of what gravity actually is. So when we talked about gravity, 
we were basically evaluating what we knew of its effects. Exactly. And that we know quite well. We it's like knowing the disease in terms of symptoms, but not knowing the cause. In a sense, that's correct, yes. The materialistic model of the universe, which is what science primarily operates from, uh, physics is the, is the ultimate materialism, assumes that gravity is a force, like the strong and weak nuclear forces and electromagnetism. But in these other three basic forces of nature, we already have discovered a particle that propagates itself as a wave to convey that force. So electromagnetism, very everybody knows what that is. We have a particle, which is an electron, that propagates itself as a wave, which is the electromagnetic field. And this is the physical substance that actually connects two different objects that are being influenced by this field, like two magnets, for example. There's an actual physical connection between them. But with gravity, over decades of research, we have never discovered a graviton, and we have never discovered a wave of gravity that people might say, well, we just haven't discovered it yet. But the case is not based on that alone. You're looking at all kinds of anomalies in, in terms of scientific understanding throughout history that involve gravity. When Einstein tried to mathematically represent his unified field theory, he was never able to succeed with it because he couldn't express gravity in four dimensions mathematically. When we try to reconcile quantum physics with general relativity, we come up with the same problem. The stumbling block is always gravity. We look at the way that the universe was formed. We shouldn't have had this incredible amount of order come out of the chaos of the Big Bang. And the belief is that it was caused by gravity, but we don't have any model that shows how that could be done. When we look at the standard model of the universe, which is what physics goes by, capital S, capital M, which lists all the particles and their interactions and forces, <laughs> it's missing one key component. This is a beginning of a expression. long discussion we're going to have, Thomas, with what he's learned and how it fits in with what we know about different paranormal phenomena. The book is Behind the Cosmic Veil. The guest is Thomas Fusco. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack, attack of the Rockwells. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. 
That's what it sounds like when a burglar kicks in the door of a dark house that looks like no one is home. Don't let your home be the next target. Make it look like someone is home watching television with Fake TV. Fake TV is a small electronic device that makes the same light as a real television. So from outside, it looks like someone is home watching TV. Fake TV plugs in just like a lamp on a timer, but is far more convincing to burglars. Fake TV deters burglars, costs far less than an alarm, and is highly recommended by numerous police departments. Use it anytime you're away from home. To order your Fake TV for only $34.95, go to FakeTV.com. Or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. Each additional fake TV is only $29.95. So get one for you and one for a loved one for safety, security, and peace of mind for both of you. Call 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to FakeTV.com. FakeTV.com, the burglar deterrent. Attention, information in this one-minute message could save your life. Don't wait for the next emergency to happen. Act now to be prepared. Now, more than ever, civilians and communities must communicate with family, friends, and neighbors in the event of civil unrest, natural disasters, or other emergencies. That's why there's CivilDispatch.com. CivilDispatch.com is a universal system that can be used for a wide array of urgent notification alerts. Weather emergencies, civil unrest, emergency responders, amber alerts, school or business closings, any need-to-know situation. CivilDispatch.com is an emergency dispatch communication system, allowing anyone to quickly and easily send and instantaneously track emergency email and text alert notifications. CivilDispatch.com gives you the power of enterprise alerting without the enterprise cost. Don't find yourself unprepared. Learn more and become a member at CivilDispatch.com. That's CivilDispatch.com. Civilian Emergency Dispatch System. Peace through preparedness. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. This is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. We have Thomas Fusco. The book is called Behind the Cosmic Veil. And as you can see, listeners, this is not something where we talk about something that involves a spiritual interpretation, but something that's really nuts and bolts, it sounds like to me. So let me ask you something here. I realize you haven't read a book by this particular person. There's a paranormal investigator who's no longer with us, John Keel, and he's written a number of books, including The Mothman Prophecies, which was made into a movie starring Richard Gere, but this is the book it's based on. He once talked of God being a computerized intelligence that might be insane. So when we talk about 
these laws that govern the universe and laws that we maybe only barely understand now, do you look at there being a supreme being or force that we call God? Well, again, with my particular new paradigms that I introduce in my book, one of the ideas, again, goes back to what I was talking about with a subset of a greater system which cannot operate in a way that is contrary to or outside of the laws and principles that govern that greater system. Now, normally when we think of ourselves personally, we human beings are very egotistical and egocentric. For some reason or another, we get this belief that the reality beneath our skin is somehow different than the reality outside of ourselves. But scientifically speaking, that's not possible. So what I say to that is this. We on our planet, we know that we have life. Human beings are alive. There's all kinds of living creatures here. So how could the universe have produced something that was contrary to or outside of its own nature, so to speak? So just the very fact that we have life means that the universe itself must also have life. It could not produce something greater than what it is itself. So if we go to the intelligence question, we human beings are intelligent. Consequently, that intelligence must be derived from the laws and principles that govern the greater universe. So the universe must contain or be itself intelligent as well. Now that brings us to a greater question. Where did universal intelligence come from? And so you could take the materialistic point of view and try to figure out what physicists have never been able to reckon, how the universe established its own intelligence, its own order, or you have to accept that the order by which the universe conformed to had to come from something that was outside of or greater than that universe. And so in this instance, when you look at it this way, the idea of an intelligent creator actually makes more sense than the atheistic, materialistic viewpoint. Well, you know, you bring up a, a really interesting point, Thomas, uh, and this is something that I've always kind of puzzled over. It, it's like a science demands such rigorous standards of proof about pretty much anything uh, that they're investigating in the material uh, sciences and, and in, 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 you know, just basic science. But one thing I've never been able to to figure out is how they can – somehow justify the whole idea of the Big Bang. I mean, it's almost like they're, they're saying, give us one miraculous event, and then all the other miraculous events you got to prove. Yet, the very basic uh, principles that they you know, study to try, to try to come to grips with the, the whole process of the Big Bang requires a suspension of disbelief, and, and, and you, you need a miracle in order to explain that. Well, science is limited in the way that it approaches things. And again, this is something that uh, many lay people are not quite familiar with. Scientists, whether they're physicists or botanists or whatever, they don't really need to know why a thing happened. Science is very, very practical. All they need to know is how it happens. So, for example, when we look at the very weird quirkiness that we see in the subatomic world that is called quantum physics or quantum mechanics, physicists don't feel obligated to explain why the universe behaves this way. 
All they need to know is that it does behave this way, and they can experimentally demonstrate it, and they can quantify it and qualify it. So when it comes to the Big Bang, they can trace back movements of the various astronomical bodies that we see in the universe, and we can see that they've all spread out from a particular point. There's other points of evidence that give us this idea that everything was once a, a singularity that exploded. But they feel no need to explain why that occurred. And so this is where science actually ends and where philosophy and religion have traditionally uh, uh, filled in that particular blank. Let's look at some of the things that relate to our little corner of the world here because of the fact that you did bring up paranormal UFOs. So I'm going to run into UFOs very quickly here, or maybe for an extended period. And that is, okay, so looking at this overarching reality, where do UFOs fit in? Or is it just, you know, E.T. comes here, and obviously we have different levels of advancement around the universe. Well, I think the first step, and this was one of the other gestalts, as you might say, that I came to a realization, is that in dealing with the paranormal, whether it's uh, UFOs or more specific, a lot more of my study had to do with the kind of paranormal events that happen in a haunted house. Um, we have traditionally looked at it from a, what I would call a criminologist-centric point of view. You're going to have to explain that. Yes. <laughs> what I try to do is I try to compare paranormal research to the investigations of a police force, for example. And they have a criminologist unit, but they also have a forensics unit. And unfortunately, because we've been almost completely blind as to the physics of paranormal itself, everybody has concentrated on the criminology, quote-unquote, who done it. For example, in a paranormal uh, haunting, uh, the predominant thinking is consumed with the idea of spirits and ghosts. They're consumed with the criminology of it, but they have almost no forensics um, to figure out exactly how, who done it, did it. Um, now, when we look at UFOs, we see the same kinds of things going on, that the thinking is predominantly uh, centered around who done it whether it's a black ops type of a thing, whether it's our own technology, or whether it's aliens from other worlds. Um, these are, this is predominantly what the focus is. But what I, wanna, what I try to concentrate on is, is on the forensics itself. So when I talk about UFOs or haunted houses, I try to make that distinction. I want to take the aliens out for a moment. I'm not saying that they're not valid. Um, and in the haunted houses, I want to take the ghosts out for a moment. And that helps clear your head to see the actual physics of what's going on. Well, okay, but it sounds like a general description here. But do we think of UFOs as being something more than just craft? I'm not really understanding this. Okay. Well, you had asked me about what I thought about UFOs. 
And you had mentioned the idea of alien craft coming from another location, so to speak. And what I'm trying to say is that what we need to do is set that kind of thinking aside first and just look at the physical phenomena itself. Uh, and then we can begin to draw some conclusions on that. And from that, we can uh, take that body of understanding and try to join it with various types of criminology scenarios and see what fits. Okay, well, let's start to do that in our next segment. We have Thomas Fusco, author of Behind the Cosmic Veil. You're with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo Tote Bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. What is the most abundant resource on Earth? Water. It's essential for sustaining life, but it's not always the most available. When disaster strikes, water quickly vanishes from store shelves, like it did during 9-11, Katrina, Japan, and in Joplin. Three days without water and your body begins to shut down. Don't risk being without an abundant supply of water when the next disaster hits. Get a FlowJack hand well pump. The affordable FlowJack drops right into almost any well and is easy to install without having to remove the existing pump, giving you immediate access to plenty of cool, clean water. You could risk your family's health on a limited supply of stored water, or you could be prepared with the reliable, affordable FlowJack backup hand pump kit for only $3.99 complete. See how it works at FlowJack.com, spelled F-L-O-J-A-K.com. Be sure to spell F-L-O-J-A-K.com or call 855-4-FLOJACK, 855-4-FLOJACK. That's 855-435-6525. Proudly made in America. FlowJack hand well pumps. Peace of mind in a box. You may snicker when you hear this message, but you won't laugh after you experience the best kept health secret ever, camel milk. Camel milk is loaded with health benefits far superior to other milk. Camel milk has antibacterial, antiviral, and anti-tumor properties, is rich in B vitamins, and camel milk is three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk and ten times higher in iron. And camel milk contains 52 units of insulin-like proteins per liter, effectively lowering blood sugar levels. Many of our members testified that drinking camel milk reversed diabetes and greatly improved autism. Camel milk is easily digested by those who are lactose and beta casein intolerant and comes fresh or frozen from your trusted local family farm shipped on dry ice to preserve freshness. Go to CamelMilkForSale.com now and look under Products and Pricing for the spring special with free bonus pints. That's CamelMilkForSale.com, CamelMilkForSale.com. 
Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporian e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? An interesting view of reality with Thomas Fusco. The book is called Behind the Cosmic Veil. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast. So, okay, let us dissect the effect of UFOs as you defined it in our previous segment and see where we take it. Yes, okay. Uh, let's just take a look at what we see uh, physically, because what we are seeing in these UFO observations has to fall under the category of being a physical effect. Uh, if it was not a physical effect, we would not be able to observe it. We would not be able to see anything, because there wouldn't be any kind of a physical effect interacting with photons that would bounce off of that and enter into our eyes or our cameras or recording equipment to be able to capture the images of these things. And if you can see where I'm coming from, I'm looking at it, I'm really cutting it down to the understanding of first grade, kindergarten, very elementary. Well, that's the kind I understand, okay? Yeah, uh, we. Thank you for often, agreeing with me. Yes, we're we're too often we too often jump beyond that, and oftentimes we miss the obvious by doing that. So when we look at UFOs, for example, we can see a number of different characteristics that they seem to share. One of the things is is that when they look like craft, they are not constructed according to typical aerodynamics that we're familiar with. So we know that they do not operate in a way that aerodynamics does, like a bird. Well, specifically, why don't we define that further? Exactly what way don't they operate according to traditional aerodynamics? Yes. In other words, every way that we know how to affect flight uh, on a macro level, on a level that's large enough to produce something that's the size of these particular objects, all has to do with the aerodynamics of lift and propulsion. We have to propel an object that is constructed in such a way so that its wings or whatever its structure is allows the lift of the air to suspend it up uh, like the shape of a wing, like a bird, all these kinds of different flying objects that we're familiar with all work on this idea of aerodynamics accompanied with propulsion. Well, these objects that we see, what we call UFOs, are not aerodynamic. Uh, They don't have a structure 
that provides that kind of lift. And at the same time, there is no visible means of propulsion. So we know, number one, by looking at them, that they are not designed according to normal aerodynamic physics. There is something else going on with them. Another observation that we see is that we do see them move without any visible or detective, detected means of propulsion. And so that's another aspect of, of UFOs that we have to take into account. Now, I'm going to jump for a second and go to a haunted house and poltergeist activity. We see this exact same thing. We see objects that move without any aerodynamics and no means of propulsion. So the resemblance here is both seem to be violating what we understand to be the normal laws governing these effects. Yes, not so much, let's say, violating. Let's just say that they are not consistent with known aerodynamic and propulsion principles. I wouldn't say they violate those principles because they're not even operating according to those. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's nonconformity, basically. Yes, yes. So clearly something is going on that uh, <laughs> makes them unidentified or paranormal. Now, another thing that people observe is that they observe sometimes these objects, these UFOs, they actually change shapes. And when we see apparitions and those different types of visible phenomena in haunted houses, we see the exact same thing. We see UFOs that seem to pop into physical presence and then disappear. In haunted houses, we see the exact same kind of phenomena. Now, that leads to the other question here. Is it possible that UFOs are simply not obeying what we understand to be the laws of flight simply because they're designed by another civilization and they've reached to a different level than what we understand? I mean, at one point, heavier than aircraft seemed to be impossible. Yes, but I would put aside for the moment the idea that it has anything to do with a alien civilization as being a cause. Why? Uh, because it doesn't allow us to clearly see what we need to focus on, which is the other half of what you said, which is something about advanced technology or exploiting laws of physics that we don't understand yet. When we but start why would that not be? Why wouldn't they be originating from some advanced civilization? Oh, they very well might. What I'm trying to do, and this is what has made my work so different than everything that's come before it, is that I've set the, forens or set the criminology aside for a moment. Let's say we don't know whether these crafts are coming from another planet. We don't know whether it's something that our government has developed and is hiding it. Well, yeah, we can because some of these craft or alleged craft came before our government could possibly have developed anything that would have even come close to that apparent technology. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know what you mean. There's been reports that have gone back a long ways. And then there's also been legends about a place called Shambhala that had all these kind of technologies or an Atlantis that still exists right, on the ground somewhere. This is what my point is. I'm not saying that they're not alien craft. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is for us to start at kindergarten and first grade to begin to build a tangible model of what we're seeing, 
we need to set aside those considerations temporarily and just take a look at what is physically occurring itself. Okay, so you're likening this to seeing a ghost in the sense of that the reality that's present doesn't fit with what we expect to happen with our reality. Yes and no. I'm liking it to what's observed in paranormal hauntings in a haunted house. I'm not liking them to a ghost. Do you see the difference? Okay. I want to leave the ghost aside for a moment. I'll give you a good example. I'll show you exactly how uh, this approach helps us. We've all heard the reports in, in ghost investigations and in, in, in paranormal investigations in haunted houses of uh, having cold spots, of electrical equipment malfunctioning, that type of thing. And in the paranormal community, the, the hauntings, the, the investigations in that branch, the predominant view is that the spirit or the ghost or the entity is somehow draining the batteries in the electrical equipment or the thermal energy in the air in order to physically manifest. I know you've heard that theory before. Okay. Now, let's take a look at the UFO phenomenon. Surprisingly, we see the exact same thing. When electrical equipment comes in close proximity with a UFO sighting, they often report the exact same things, that the batteries suddenly drain out of flashlights. They don't work. Radios don't work. Car batteries appear dead. The exact same phenomena occurs, but in the UFO field, no one would ever imagine that the UFO is draining your Everettis out of your flashlight in order to physically manifest. They were just thinking of it as some kind of field generated by the craft as part of their propulsion system. That's right. But now in the paranormal, here's what's funny. Here's my point. They take these, you know, these EMF meters... And they're reading these elevations in electromagnetic fields, just like what you just said. And then they see the malfunctioning of the electrical equipment, but because they got the criminology, they got the ghost stuck in their head, they can't even see what's happening in front of their own eyes. That when it's natural to see in the UFO, because they're not thinking about the criminology, they're not thinking about the ghost. Do you see what I mean by that concept of a spirit or, or, or a perpetrator actually completely blinds people from what's happening in front of their eyes. So, therefore, that sounds deliberate. Um, deliberate in what way? Well, blinding something from people's eyes, is that a way of hiding the truth? It's, it's, it's our own blindness caused by a, a false premise. Okay, we're going to have to get into more of that, what the false premise might be. The book is Behind the Cosmic Veil. The author is Thomas Fusco, and there's a link, by the way, at thepowercast.com to his book, to the site, if you want to buy a copy. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network.
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I want to give this special thank you to Blue Sky Music because they're responsible for the opening and closing theme for the Paracast. That's blueskymusic.com. Once again, blueskymusic.com. They do great work. The book Behind the Cosmic Veil, A New Vision of Reality Merging Science, the Spiritual and Supernatural. Thomas Fusco is the author with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. As we come close to the end of our first hour, we were trying to define not so much what we see about UFOs, but maybe understand the cause and how it relates to other phenomena. And Thomas was expanding on some fascinating ideas. Go ahead, please. Okay. Um... One of the points I wanted to make to the audience, and sometimes uh, people misunderstand me when I go down this particular line of reasoning, it begins to sound to them like I'm uh, proposing a theory that ghosts or spirits don't exist or aliens cannot possibly exist. It's not that at all. I don't deny the existence of any of those things. What I'm trying to do is to get them out of our thinking for a moment and just focus on what the physical observations are and what physics can tell us about those physical observations, then once we establish that, then we begin, can begin to talk more about who done it, about who or, or, or why might be responsible for, for what's behind these phenomena. But again, I guess what I don't understand is why assume they're not separate? Even if they may have some similarities on the surface, why not assume that E.T. sends UFOs and dead people bring spiritual apparitions? The problem is, is that it doesn't allow us to study the physics of the events objectively. I'll give you an example. Let's, let's go back to that crime scene type of an idea where... Let's say a murder has been committed. A police force goes out and they see a body laying in a house somewhere with, with a hole in its head. That person's dead. And they find the perpetrator. They actually ascertain who did it. They ascertain the whys, what the motivation was, why they chose that victim that time, on and on and on. That's all the criminology. Now, you put those things together... And just by that alone, can you tell me how the criminal put a hole 
in the victim's head. Well, I gather it's going to be difficult. But you'd have to know what he used to put the hole. Did he use a gun? Did he use an electric drill? Well, the point I'm trying to make is, and, and, and you can see this, is that just putting the event together with the perpetrator does not tell us the physics of how the crime was committed. Now, we, we say, oh, a gun. Okay, electric drill. We understand that. You know, we understand the physics of a gun and of an electric drill. But if you step back for a minute and take an objective look, we don't understand in paranormal phenomena what the gun is, what the drill is. And so just coming up with the who done it that spaceships are, or UFOs are from aliens and hauntings are from ghosts doesn't tell us how it's being done. It doesn't tell us anything about the physics of the events themselves. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and also I think what you're also pointing out is that people tend to uh, jump to conclusions and they assume causality based on their own front-loading and their own belief systems, and and that, that tends to cloud uh, the picture, and, and that's what I'm getting from what you're saying. Absolutely. If we take a 3,000-year-old mindset and we take that human being and take a look and have them look at the night sky. What they saw was a glass firmament. They saw a glass sphere with holes punched through it and a light from the other side shining through those holes. The objects that moved by themselves, so to speak, against the background, which would have been the planets, they were all in their own crystalline spheres. This is basically the Aristotelian model of the universe, the old one. Now, today, when any of us educated look out into the night sky, we see something completely different. And yet, our eyes are receiving the same kind of light information that the 3,000-year-old person did. So that's the point I'm trying to make. Paradigms make a huge difference with how we understand what's going on. And when we start thinking about ghosts right away or aliens right away, it makes us jump the gun. And we don't do all the intermediate steps that are necessary to get us to that point. Saying then that we need to understand what's going on here before we could look at the cause. Before we could look at the perpetrator, yeah. You know, we could have compounds. Let's say if you have two compounds that combine together in liquid to create a red color in the liquid under heat. That could occur in a volcano. It could occur in a test tube. It could occur in very many other ways in nature, naturally, or intentionally. But in order to know what that, that mechanism is, so to speak, we first have to understand the chemistry where the two elements combined with liquid produces a red color. And that's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of, what is actually physically happening in these events. All right, let's look further at what's physically happening here. So we look at this shall we say, clay reality, evinced by the UFOs, which seem to do things that we can't understand by ghosts and other apparitions doing things that we can't understand, by poltergeists doing things that we can't understand. Let's understand them. Yes. And the first uh, concept, which is the connective tissue that winds up tying all these things together, once again has to do with gravity. Because, again, when we see in haunted houses, we see examples of levitations. 
we see examples of of, uh, of, of objects moving by themselves, of, uh, of apparitions that seem to float in the air. When we look at UFOs, we see the same kind of gravity-defying phenomenon. So when I look at gravity and say, well, this is something that we don't clearly understand, that's a connective tissue that ties all these things together. So what is it about gravity that relates to the paranormal? And that gravity, that, that element of gravity that relates to the paranormal is what I was talking about earlier, where gravity is a physical effect that is observable, that interacts with its surroundings, with its environment, but does not always have a direct local physical cause. For example, everybody's heard of dark matter. Uh, the reason why science conjured up dark matter, and there's really no proof that it exists, is that there's about 90% more gravity in the universe detectable than there is visible mass. So we have all these fields of gravity with all the bending of space with 90% less matter to cause it. We have no graviton or gravity wave so that there's no physical cause that's apparent for the force of gravity. When we start putting these all together, gravity is a very paranormal phenomenon. And it begins to tie all these other things together and, and uh, you know... Well, it sounds like Sir Isaac Newton would have loved to know you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, essentially what I'm going to describe is a model that is Einstein's unified field, but that it, ex it just looks at that model from the top side down instead of from the bottom physical side up. We're going to have more questions, by the way coming up in our next segment, some of which come from our listeners. We put up a small thread or topic at forums.thepowercast.com mentioning your book and inviting questions, and we have a couple that might actually influence the fascinating discussions. The book is called Behind the Cosmic Veil, a new vision of reality, merging science, the spiritual, and the supernatural, kind of the unified field theory for everything, put together by Thomas Fusco. We'd love to have you subscribe to our newsletter. You can get updated schedules for the shows, cutting-edge commentaries from me, from Chris, and special guest commentators such as Kurt Southerly. All this and more, the official Paracast newsletter. Go to newsletter.theparacast.com, newsletter.theparacast.com. It's free. You're with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. 
You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with a WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. Meet Jerry D. Hi. Jerry and his family, like you, are very concerned about world conditions and have gathered many emergency preparedness items, including Turtle Tough shelters. We have added two 24-foot Turtle Tufts to our supplies and feel very secure knowing our large family is ready for whatever the future may bring. Turtle Tough shelters are not tents. They are permanent yet portable four-season geodesic frame shelters that are as strong as a cabin at a fraction of the cost and are easy to set up, take down, and move anywhere. Available in two sizes. Get your Turtle Tough shelter and accessories included at TurtleToughShelters.com. That's Turtle, T-U-F-F, Shelters.com. Or call 801-623-3288. That's 801-623-3288. Or see them online at TurtleToughShelters.com. Turtle Tough Shelters, your all-season home away from home. In an emergency situation, would you drink contaminated water? You could if you had the amazing Life Straw from MyPatriotSupply.com. Life Straw is the most advanced personal water filter available today. It filters contaminated water from almost any source. Life Straw is lightweight and compact, perfect for hiking, camping, or in an emergency like a flood. Life Straw is easy to clean, comes with a one-year warranty, and has been used worldwide since 2005. Get the amazing Life Straw personal water filter at MyPatriotSupply.com. Plus, check out Survival Seed Vault, 20 seed varieties for only $37.95, Tatler canning lids, long-term storable foods as low as $69.95, and much more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Enjoy stress-free shipping on all orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927 or visit MyPatriotSupply.com. That's 866-229-0927, MyPatriotSupply.com. For emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Don't answer it. If fear strikes your heart when the phone rings, knowing it may be another bill collector, it's time for you to call Zero Debt in 90 Days, 800-477-9256. Settlements, bankruptcy, and attorneys are not the answer and may end up costing you up to 10 times more than necessary. Listen, if you're already in debt, does it make sense to get buried in another payment plan? Zero Debt in 90 Days gets you out of debt in 90 days guaranteed without a payment plan and without attorneys or going to court. Get the fastest relief from debt on the planet when you call 800-477-9256. If you have debt with the IRS, credit cards, student loans, or a foreclosure, we can help at Zero Debt in 90 Days, and we are the only organization to provide written guarantees on the results. Go to ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. That's ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. Or call now for free information, 800-477-9256. That's 800-477-9256. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So there you go. I can't get the Twitter name Gene Steinberg, so I took the Paracast, I took Tech Night Owl, 
And depending on our tech show or this show, those are the ones you use if you like 140 characters. I know. I know more than 140 characters, especially after this show. We have Behind the Cosmic Veil, the book, Thomas Fusco, the person, Chris O'Brien, the co-host, with a question from one of our listeners. Oh, Thomas, we were just talking about uh, in the last segment about dark matter. And there's some question now. I mean, I've been reading recently that the whole theory of dark matter and um, in zero-point energy as an offshoot of that. I do have a, a question that uh, dovetails nicely uh, to the last segment, and it comes from uh, one of our new posters, uh, Polterwurst from Germany, and uh, it, it involves dark matter. Thomas, do you think dark matter is still nothing but a theory? Are scientists working on alternative theories that don't include the greater part of the matter in the universe being entirely invisible to us? Here's the fundamentals of the idea of dark matter. And this is one of the problems that we get into that is a modern tendency of the scientific community to present theory and speculation to the general public as if it's established fact. Science, specifically physics, operates under a purely materialistic uh, premise, a paradigm. In other words, every physical observation in the universe must have a physical cause that is also in the universe. The universe is self-fulfilling, self-satisfying, and self-explanatory. There is no room for any kind of uh, elements outside of what is physical. So what we see when we uh, see all this gravity with no adjacent physical mass, and we have a strictly materialistic paradigm, we have to actually make up imaginary matter in order to come up with the material explanation for our observations. So essentially what's happened in astrophysics is that we have actually run out of material to explain all of our observations. And dark matter is a material that was made up, it was just conjured in order to explain why there is a lack of material or to fill in the blank where there is a lack of material to explain all the gravity we observe. And so it's an excuse. It is a theory, and that's all it is. And it's not a real tight theory at that, because we can't explain how a particle that would be so massive, and when I say massive, I'm speaking in the scientific term, so massive that it would provide 90% of the gravity, uh, gravity in the universe, and yet it is completely undetectable by the tiniest particle or wavelength that we could use. Uh, when you really get down to it, it's almost comical. But when you are a materialist and you have no other paradigm but materialism, it's the only game in town. You have to make up material to explain what you observe. I guess then what about black holes? Now, black holes are still under debate. Again, uh, public, what's been presented for public consumption is the classical or the Hawking's model of black holes. But there's about six of them out there that are all very viable, that all have very good arguments to defend them, but not only the classical model, but all these other alternative models all have some shortcoming. Their model for black holes all violate some other essential physical laws that we know are true. So we really don't know what black holes are. Is there room for 
taking what we assume to be true about physical laws and learning that our understanding was just not complete and it's very different? Well, certainly there's room for that. But there's also, when you have, when we're talking about gravity, this is where it's different. That everywhere in physics that we have approached gravity, mathematically, conceptually, uh, paradigm, uh, uh, physical experiments, we keep coming up with goose eggs. And so that's a clear evidence in my mind. It is an accumulation of evidence that our basic paradigm concerning gravity is absolutely incorrect. Chris, why don't we push a follow-up from you? Okay. Uh, we have uh, uh, several questions that really dive into the whole idea of spirituality and your very uh, intriguing observations about the role of Christianity and the Christian Bible in um, in your thinking. Um, how, how would you like to, to broach that subject? Uh, where would you like to start with that? Because I, I think this is, a, this is a, a really intriguing aspect of your work, as far as I can tell. Well, when we come into spiritual elements, we are considering uh, aspects of reality that are not physical. In other words, they don't they are not contained within the realm that is defined by space, time, matter, and energy. So if we can take physical or spiritual elements and create a model by which we can predict and answer certain questions about what we see in the physical, then we have a working model. Yeah, that would be huge. And this is what I've come up with. Um, let's take from the uh, biblical standpoint, uh, for example. Let's assume for a moment, let's assume for a point of argument that there is a God, a creator. And furthermore, let's make a second assumption that the biblical description of the nature of God is fairly accurate, that he is eternal, he's all-knowing, he's all-seeing. Within him, there is no variations or differences whatsoever. Now, if you take a being like that and consider, well, let's say this being is going to try to create a universe that is the exact opposite of that nature. It had a beginning. As most astrophysicists believe, it will have some sort of an end. Everywhere in the universe, we see expressions of differences, both spatial and temporal. We see elements that combine and recombine and build up and break down. We see living things live and die. It's a complete opposite nature of what God is described as. So if a God was going to make a universe like that, the first thing he would have to do is create a realm outside of himself that was separate from it, that was able to sustain uh, things that are spaced and timed. We know mathematically in physics, anytime we bring the uh, physical universe or any element up to a mathematical representation for infinity, that the physical just simply dissolves. It's just gone. So they have to be two distinct realms. So that would be the first thing. The second thing is, if God is a pure substance, if there's no change or variation in him, where is he going to derive the differences that are necessary 
to create dimensions that are all expressions of differences. Spatial dimensions are differences between here and there. I'll tell you what, we have this announcement from here and there to present. Thomas Fusco is our guest. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockwoods. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget, CrossbreedHolsters.com. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock. 
save you money and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, Thomas Fusco's here looking at a new concept of reality. So we look at God in various ways, various religions, as some kind of spiritual being. So if there's a God in this universe, is he the computerized creature talked of by John Keel that runs everything like a machine? Well, in a sense, yes. But the other part of that where we talked about where he was, I don't know what was the, I forget the term that you used. All right. Computerized intelligence that might just be insane. That's the John Keel version, not mine. Yeah, uh, I would let that out because our universe is amazingly ordered. That's one of the mysteries of physics today, how an ordered universe came out of the chaos of the Big Bang. We don't know. And so that wouldn't qualify as insanity in my mind. But anyway, to finish what I was talking about real briefly in in the last segment, in order to create differences that arise, uh, that, that give rise to dimensionalism, you would have to have an opposite. God would have to have an adversary. So then we have something that's absolutely pure positive and absolutely pure negative. And in the area where they collide and conflict and battle, we begin to get the differences, the pre-material wave functions that eventually give rise when they fall below the speed of light into physical reality. The positive force is supposed to be greater than the negative force. That means they don't cancel each other out. We actually have a direction of, and flow. And in my book, I show a model where that direction not only shows us where the lines of gravitational force come from, but also the arrow of time. There's an uncle God and an anti-God. He's not yeah, answering. That was a, that was a bad joke. <laughs> Sorry. You see, they accuse me of telling bad jokes, but ladies I and know. gentlemen, I don't tell jokes. I might do a DJ-style <laughs> pun. But now we have an example of a real bad joke. And Chris feels chastened. Unfortunately, he's too far away for me to spank him. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I was thinking anti-God. And then I thought, well, if there's an anti-God, there must be an uncle God. Um, Bad joke. I I apologize. I do have a really good question here from Kim323. Who has a really cool picture, I think, of Carl Jung as his avatar. And, uh... He wants to know, uh, again, we're talking about uh, religion and spirituality in Christianity. And what prompted you to look at this idea of spirituality as some sort of boilerplate um, to then 
look at the science and, and, and see how these unresolved questions of novelty and uh, coherence you know, in the short time after the Big Bang, how when everything cooled, then you started having – you created uh, gravitational or, or rather atomic bonds and then molecular bonds and then the whole increasing complexity within the universe. Uh, where where does the spirituality uh, part of that – I mean, is this is this by design? Was it just one event and then the chips fell where they may? Or do you think that this has been directed all along? Well, my basic premise is this. Again, the human brain is a subset of the physical universe. That means the human brain has to be formed and configured according to the same laws and principles that govern the greater universe in which it's a subset. Now, if we take a look, and there's a lot of religions in the world, but I'm going to take a look specifically at the Bible. And if we take a look at the human brain is kind of like a computer. If you feed garbage in, garbage comes out. You have to feed intelligent, meaningful instructions into a computer and all in order to make it do intelligent, meaningful, and significant work. Well, it seems throughout the millennia, when these principles have, of the Bible, so to speak, have been programmed in the human minds, uh, there has definitely been some very interesting results that those brains have come up with. And if you want to accept the existence of miracles, this information that was in the Bible, when programmed into a human brain under certain conditions, was actually able to transmute the very face of reality itself in actions that we call miracles or miraculous, the laying on of hands the multiplication of, of substances like wine or bread and fish, those types of things. So my assumption was that there has to be some, some relevance to these principles that actually coordinate in some way with the very laws and principles that the universe was put together. And in my research, I found those kinds of things in the Bible. Leads to the next question that we have from another poster named Sentry, who's... Uh been a poster at the forum.theparacast.com for the past year and has come up with some really good questions too, I might add. His question is, can we consider the messages received by the ancient prophets as examples of psychic communication? Most of them received their messages via dreams and or visions, something only they alone could experience. How does this differ from other paranormal encounters that leave no physical traces? Well, that's a pretty, that's a pretty broad question. Uh, I would say whatever the intelligence of God is, uh, that intelligence is disseminated or distributed in different manifestations based on the portion of reality on which it is distributed. So, for example, we have a human brain, we have a certain way that it looks at things, the way that it images things. Uh, we have fathers and mothers as living beings, so we think of authority figures as parental. And these are the kinds of ways that our minds are put together. So if we were to receive an intelligent communication like that, it would come to us in the kind of forms and manners that we understand 
So if you believe that you're getting a, a communication inside of yourself from God, and you hear a spoken language that you understand, it's not the language of God. It's that information which is calling up the different words of the language that correspond to that information that you're already familiar with. In other words, God's using your own brain to talk to you with. Does that make what, sense? Yeah, that makes uh, perfect sense. Uh, in other words, it's it's all filtered through consciousness, and 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 consciousness uh, is something again like uh, dark matter, like uh, the actual uh, causality behind the Big Bang. Consciousness is another area that science has really had a hard time grappling with. We really can't explain how it is possible uh, to, as I used uh, the analogy last week on our last show, scratch your eyebrow. We really yeah. don't know how that works. We don't know how the mind is able to manifest uh, in, into physical actions and, and uh, conscious actions. Uh, how does the role of consciousness fit into all this? Well, once again, uh, although we have a, uh, a not a scientifically precise definition for consciousness, we have an approximate definition, and it's one that most human beings have a sense. We understand that we are conscious, and we can talk about different qualities of consciousness. But again, my point is this, is that consciousness, being a subset of the physical universe, could not have given, could not have risen in a way that was contrary to or outside of the laws and principles that govern the greater universe. So therefore, our consciousness is just a reflection of the consciousness that's built into the universe itself. Uh, give you one example. So, okay, let me just be short about this because we have to break. We're therefore talking about some kind of universal consciousness of which each and every one of us is a subset. Am I barking up the wrong tree? We're going to ask our guest. The book is called Behind the Cosmic Veil. Yep. The author is Thomas Fusco. It's a new vision of reality merging science and the spiritual and the supernatural. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. What is the most abundant resource on Earth? Water. It's essential for sustaining life. 
but it's not always the most available. When disaster strikes, water quickly vanishes from store shelves, like it did during 9-11, Katrina, Japan, and in Joplin. Three days without water and your body begins to shut down. Don't risk being without an abundant supply of water when the next disaster hits. Get a FlowJack hand well pump. The affordable FlowJack drops right into almost any well and is easy to install without having to remove the existing pump, giving you immediate access to plenty of cool, clean water. You could risk your family's health on a limited supply of stored water, or you could be prepared with the reliable, affordable FlowJack backup hand pump kit for only $3.99 complete. See how it works at FlowJack.com, spelled F-L-O-J-A-K.com. Be sure to spell F-L-O-J-A-K.com or call 855-4-FLOJACK, 855-4-FLOJACK. That's 855-435-6525. Proudly made in America. FlowJack hand well pumps. Peace of mind in a box. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection actions so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. Spring is here. Growing season. The economy is not getting any better. In fact, it's getting worse. Think about it. At this rate, how will your life be in a month or even a year? Maybe you've been putting things off, but the time to act is now. The country is running out of food. You need to get your seeds before it's too late. At OrganicaSeed.com, you'll find one of the largest online selections of heirloom seeds, survival seed packs, as well as the giant vegetable seed collections that can feed you and your family for years. Grow your very own fresh vegetables, wheatgrass, fruits, herbs, rice, tea, coffee, and tobacco with detailed growing guides available to you at no charge. You can maximize your harvest and investment. And the best part? All orders ship within 24 hours. So head over to OrganicaSeed.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-C-A Seed.com. OrganicaSeed.com today. A universal consciousness? What's going on here? Thomas Fusco joins Gene and Chris. So, Thomas, what's your response? As far as the universal consciousness? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Now, that term has been used, or I should say, terms have been used to describe that same idea for centuries. We can talk about Plato's forms, which was an early form of this. If we go to the Bible and we look at the Greek at the beginning of the Gospel of John, it uses the word logos, which is translated in English translations to the Word of God. We have no English translation for it that's precise. It means mind, thought, order, matrix, pattern. So the logos is that same thing. 
uh, we get into modern times, we have the physicist David Bohm speaking of something called implicate order. Edgar Casey called it Akasha, the Akashic records. So there, this idea has gone on for quite a long time. What has been missing is how to make this idea tangible and be able to tie it in conceptually to physical reality. And this is what my book does. It presents these ideas that bridge these philosophical and metaphysical ideas to solid scientific reasoning. It almost sounds like you're talking about some sort of holographic quality, that human consciousness may be some, some sort of holographic part of, of a larger, like a piece of a hologram that contains the, the, the whole. Mm-hmm. Well, David Bohm presented an idea that he called, uh, that has been called the holographic universe, which is that same kind of an idea that, you know, this specific order is reflected in every aspect of reality. Take a look, for example, uh, in the natural world. We see birds that fly. They have wings. They have certain aerodynamics to them. And they have an evolutionary, if we're going to subscribe to evolution, we have an evolutionary path from dinosaurs that, that has resulted in birds. Well, now let's take a completely different evolutionary path and uh, look at the primates and the very small mammals that appeared many millions of years ago. And they evolved, one of the forms they evolved in were bats. And you take a look at a bat and a bird, and you tell me if that's coincidence and random chance, that there isn't some sort of a synchronicity of a greater pattern going on. Why do flying fish fly? Why did that particular species of fish develop wings sufficiently to fly some distance? We see the same image this holographic picture echoing throughout reality. Yeah, why don't we have other species of uh, mammals that that actually physically fly, not soar like, as you point out in your book, Flying Squirrels. Why don't we have other species of fish that actually are able to uh, spring out of the water and, and fly uh, quite a distance? Uh, what? How, how, how does science explain that? Well, if we take a look at water as a thicker medium than air, then all fish fly. They all fly. Okay, but they don't leave the. They don't spring from wave tops and go, uh, you know, skimming for you know almost a hundred yards in some cases across the tops of uh, of waves and then splash splash down. Yeah, that's that was a very strong natural synchronicity, so to speak. For give you another example, uh, we can hear the noise in the forest canopy of all the different birds singing and insects chirping and that type of thing, and then we. Uh, Sometimes see it in comic strips where somebody gets hit in the head and here's the, you see the birds flying around their head because they're hearing the birds. Well, I'm one of those individuals that had that happen to me. And I heard that ringing, that, that bird-like sound. It's not like the forest canopy. It is precisely the same sound as the forest canopy. And so there we have an order and a structure at work in the forest canopy that's also at work in the human brain. It's just manifested itself in different material structures and forms, but it's the exact same piece of information. Being struck in the head, I think uh, for some of our listeners, uh, this whole topic of how consciousness and um, and evolution all relate to to science and and, uh, and 
synchronistic uh, coincidence, if you will, uh, for lack of a better term. I, I think uh, we have some people out there, including myself. Uh, my head hurts thinking about a lot of this stuff. And and uh, unlike you, when I got hit in the head a few times in sports and other things, all I heard was a giant bell. <laughs> I didn't hear any birds. And when I came to, it was like I was being born again. It, it was very, very disconcerting. Watch out for the brain damage. Mm. A little too late for that, Gene. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Oh, my. <laughs> well, guys, can we uh, uh, talk a little bit about the bending of space in a haunted house? Okay. By all means. Yeah, sure. that sounds good. I, I just did a, a, a pretty sophisticated uh, haunted, haunted site investigation, actually three sites, last week with a 3D camera crew. So I'm all ears. Okay. Well, uh, especially from some of these uh, programs that have been on the uh, – TV in recent years, many people are familiar now with the type of uh, observations that occur in a paranormal uh, haunting and some of the different instrumentation that's used to pick up certain uh, uh, readings. Um, but we were talking earlier about how paranormal gravity actually is. Now, one of the aspects of, of reality that is always associated with a gravitational field is the bending of space. Einstein brought forward that in his theories of relativity, and it's been proved over and over again that space bends in association with gravitational fields. So if we were to take this paranormal effect, this bending of space with no direct physical cause, and bring it inside of a haunted house, we're going to see a number of different uh, manifestations uh, that are a result of that. And uh, just interrupt me if, if we're getting near a break, please, because uh, I'm going to go on a roll with this. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll give you the roll, the butter, the bagel, but you got a little over two minutes, so go ahead. All right. What the bending of space would do inside of a haunted house, uh, unlike the depths of the cosmos, there's material there. There's atmospheric uh, presence there. And that consists of molecules and atoms. So when a bubble, let's say if we had a bubble of space-time that expanded in a haunted house, it would crush and compress the atoms of the air molecules that are in the bent space immediately surrounding it. It would agitate the electrons and jump them into their higher orbits. So the first thing we would see is an electromagnetic field that would come out of thin air. Now, once that excitement is expended and those electrons drop back down, there's two things that they could emit given the certain conditions. One of them is photons. And that's exactly what we would have in an LED. We pass an electromagnetic field through a material and we get a light-emitting diode because of the photons that are being emitted by the electrons. Another thing that we would get is thermal energy. So... Here we have a mechanism that would not only show us where electromagnetic fields come out of nowhere, but how they could also sometimes be luminous and also create heat signatures on thermal cameras, which surprisingly enough, when we look at the paranormal thermal images, they're not like the thermal images of living beings. It's clear that the mechanism to create the heat occurs uniformly across the entire figure and that it is the exact same mechanism that's working all the way around it. 
the bending of space would also create gravitational pull. And so many people say at the onset of paranormal events, they get a feeling of heaviness. So that would explain that as well. Um, so it almost follows there, if we can bend space, can we also bend space in a way that we can go back and forward through time or even break the light barrier, you know, warp drive and gauge and all that stuff? In my model, yes and no. Okay, that takes it both ways. Yes. In my model, it is unnecessary to go through all of that kind of physics to figure out how to get that done. There's a completely different way. In a paranormal haunting, for example, we see apparitions of people who lived 150 years ago, for example, appear and disappear, or more precisely, materialize and dematerialize. When that 19th century Victorian lady materializes in an apparition, it's being collected and assembled from the exact same information that assembled the original lady 130 years ago, which means not her physical body, but her information. We picked up her information. Let's go into that. That's interesting. Maybe we could travel through time, and we hope we don't change things. Thomas Fusco joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Talk about the frontiers of reality here. With Gene and Chris, the book is called Behind the Cosmic Veil. Thomas Fusco is the guest. He'll tell you more about getting the book in a few minutes, but I should tell you if you go to theparacast.com, you click on Thomas Fusco's name, you'll go to a site where he, it's kind of like a blog, he talks about the book and everything, and also a place where you can order the book directly. So that's pretty good. Okay, so if we see someone who died 150 years ago, are we seeing the images left in the ether or whatever from that time, or are we actually seeing some kind of time portal where we're seeing an event in another time? According to my particular theory, 
we are looking at the exact same information that comprised the original person that lived, let's say, 130 or 150 years ago or whenever. That Everything in the universe comprises materialized information. And according to my model, that information materializes within the bends of space-time. My model turns the materialistic model completely upside down. doesn't contradict it. It just creates a mirror image of it. So in other words, rather than mass bending space, it is the bending of space which creates an environment in which mass can materialize according to information. And that gives us an idea more clear than ever how the universe was actually put together. So if you expand a bubble of space-time, create a depression in space-time inside of a haunted house, and if the information that's connected to that site of that Victorian lady that comes from a place that, that where time and space has collapsed so far in in itself that the difference between past and present is almost indistinguishable, and that information dropped down into that, into that ball of space-time, it would immediately begin to materialize into that Victorian lady. And we see an apparition of the same information that is occurring 130 years in the past. That's really interesting because uh, last, uh, our last show with uh, Ron James, who along with, with me and, and a team of ghost hunters uh, produced a, a pretty interesting uh, DVD project called Dead Whisper, I related to our audience a very interesting uh, EVP or electronic voice phenomenon effect that seemed to uh, support what you're saying in terms of the elasticity of time. Uh, we recorded the exact words 45 minutes later uh, than they were repeated in the room. In other words, the recording uh, was, was recorded, uh, you know, a phrase and then we recorded on video about 45 minutes later that same phrase. And it wasn't until we analyzed the recording from another room and, and discovered the phrase. And then also discovered the fact that, that it had been recorded 45 minutes before the actual phrase had been spoken in the room. Uh, that would then, I guess, at least in my mind, uh, be explained by, by your theory that uh, we're seeing time collapsing almost in on itself. Yes. Think of a bicycle wheel and think of the rim as our realm of space and time, matter and energy. And then think about the spokes that come out and connect to the rim. And when you trace it all back down to the hub in the middle, everything is compressed in on itself. So you cannot distinguish either spokes or a rim. It's all collected into one, as they would call it, a singularity. Now, when time and space are two elements that are connected together in space-time, as Einstein proved, uh, when you bend space, you also distort time. And when you have bendings of space that are abnormal, that happen, I say, in a haunted house, you get some very interesting things where information passes in and out of space-time through these curves of space. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that the house isn't so much being haunted by a spirit. It is a place where you can see a reality that occurred at some other year or some other time. Ah, 
now we have gotten to the point, guys, where we could talk about the criminology. We have gotten far enough in our thinking so we don't have to disturb this model by introducing the idea that intelligence is a coherent and interactive collection of information. And so a spirit would be that type of a collection of intelligent, living, and animated and interactive information. So now we could talk about that and say, gee, we can look at it that way, and now we also have a physical mechanism by which that information can materialize in our realm. Now, these are supposedly random occurrences or maybe predictable in certain places, but is there something about the haunted house that attracts this sort of thing, or it's just there? Well, one of my speculations, and this is definitely a speculation, uh, this has no way to scientifically validate it, but my speculation is this. Based on the ability of a human brain to change the face of reality, to materialize information in the real world, like what people are sitting at computers may be listening to this, that computer can occur naturally in nature. It's materialized information from a human brain. That the human brain has the ability through strong emotion, trauma, to actually damage the fabric of space and time in certain locations. That sounds like fun. I'm going to damage something soon. (laughs) So it becomes like fatigued, like a piece of metal that bends back and forth until it gets weak. Then when you have intelligent information that's connected to the information from which the location is assembled from, is materialized from, and it has these doors being created by these damages in space-time where they can bend them easily, that's my model of why some places are haunted and others are not. Does it follow that we could recreate the circumstances and produce this at will? I think if UFOs are intelligently contrived craft, that that's exactly what UFOs have done. Whoever built them has cracked the physics behind what we observe in haunted houses and has designed technology according to those principles. So it follows then that there are principles that maybe we can discover and create our own UFOs. Absolutely, once we understood the physics. Um, Let me mention something about EVPs real quick if we can. Uh, In a normal voice, for example, we understand the physics of sound. But what makes our voices normal is that they're physically connected to a set of vocal cords, a physical cause that's locally connected to the agitation of the way, uh, of the air molecules that create sound. Now, in paranormal voices, we have a disembodied voice. We have the effect, and that's normal. We just don't have a physical cause. But if you expanded a bubble of space-time in a haunted house, and then you materialized vocal information, the very edge of that bubble would begin to vibrate and act like a speaker. And so the actual face of space itself would vibrate like a set of vocal cords and produce a disembodied voice out of thin air. The other thing it would do, we talked about earlier that that expanding of space would create an electromagnetic field. At certain frequencies, when that that surface of the space-time bubble 
is vibrating, it would set off an oscillation, a compression, electromagnetic compression wave that would induce itself directly on the copper coils of a recording microphone, completely bypassing the analog diaphragm. And so once it got those, uh, that field induced onto those coils, it would be just like the diaphragm creating the field. It would go into the recording device and it would translate it into audible voices and so you would hear something on the recorder and nobody audibly heard it standing right next to it because it would be electromagnetically induced onto the recorder. And we've talked about things like that happening from time to time. We have Thomas Fusco. The book is Behind the Cosmic Veil. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Meet Jerry D. Hi. Jerry and his family, like you, are very concerned about world conditions and have gathered many emergency preparedness items, including turtle tough shelters. We have added two 24-foot turtle tufts to our supplies and feel very secure knowing our large family is ready for whatever the future may bring. Turtle tough shelters are not tents. They are permanent yet portable four-season geodesic frame shelters that are as strong as a cabin at a fraction of the cost and are easy to set up, take down, and move anywhere. Available in two sizes. Get your Turtle Tough Shelter and accessories included at TurtleToughShelters.com. That's Turtle, T-U-F-F, Shelters.com. Or call 801-623-3288. That's 801-623-3288. Or see them online at TurtleToughShelters.com. Turtle Tough Shelters, your all-season home away from home. That's what it sounds like when a burglar kicks in the door of a dark house that looks like no one is home. Don't let your home be the next target. Make it look like someone is home watching television with Fake TV. Fake TV is a small electronic device that makes the same light as a real television. So from outside, it looks like someone is home watching TV. Fake TV plugs in just like a lamp on a timer, but is far more convincing to burglars. Fake TV deters burglars, costs far less than an alarm, and is highly recommended by numerous police departments. Use it anytime you're away from home. To order your Fake TV for only $34.95, go to FakeTV.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. Each additional Fake TV is only $29.95, so get one for you and one for a loved one for safety, security, and peace of mind for both of you. Call 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to FakeTV.com. FakeTV.com, the burglar deterrent. So you're a maker of something. 
Woodcrafts, fishing lures, glass designs, jewelry, purses, perfumes, goat's milk soap. Whatever it is, you made it here in America. Now you're eager for people to buy your products right here locally instead of buying competing products made on the other side of the world, right? Then you need to check out localmakers.com. Support America. Buy and sell locally at localmakers.com. Doesn't matter if you're a home-based business or a major manufacturer. Localmakers.com offers an easy way to connect with customers within your local community as well as across the US simply by entering a zip code and there's no cost to join. So if you're a maker who needs buyers, go to localmakers.com and stock your products on one of our shelves. localmakers.com Promoting, preserving, and supporting your neighbor's manufacturing businesses. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Winding down with Thomas Fusco, a fascinating scientific look at reality, how things might intersect about UFOs, about paranormal phenomena, about maybe molding reality the way we want it. And, of course, if you can change reality, how do we know that what we see is real? Is that a statement or a question? (laughs) I think both. (laughs) Good one, Gene. Good one. Well, if the universe, if part of the universe is an intelligent function, and, again, based on that idea of being a subset of the greater system, that we're intelligent, the greater system must be intelligent. We know that intelligence is dynamic. Uh, There are sentences that you and I have spoken during this conversation that you and I have never spoken before. So we have created something new of the existing elements that didn't exist before. Uh, In a sense, we've actually changed or altered reality. So reality emerges from this inherent intelligence in part. So reality is always changing. And so I would say, yes, it's, it's a basic nature of, of existence. You've been referring and kind of dancing around uh, your theory, but we really haven't yet uh, discussed how you came up with the term supergeometry. And, uh, and, and for the sake of maybe some listeners that are tuning in late here, what, what would be a good thumbnail definition of your term supergeometry? Well, it, it come, it's a twofold word. We have the spatial geometry of height, width, and depth. And we also have a temporal uh, dimension of time. But if we were to have a superset on top of the physical universe that had an order, that had a structure, but it had no physical dimensionalism, that would be a kind of a geometry that would be above the physical. And so as we talked about earlier about the different things like Plato's form and and universal consciousness and and implicate order, I felt that the word supergeometry was not only more scientifically consistent with the terms that science uses, but the term geometry gives us some sort of a tangible sense of something that we can actually kind of start wrapping our heads around. That's where the word supergeometry comes from kind of leads us to a question by our healthily skeptical moderator, Angelo. And uh, he's wondering if you've gained any sort of support for your theory uh, from the mainstream physicists, uh, such as Brian Greene, Neil Tyson, and Sheldon Cooper. 
Um, have you bounced your your theories and your thinking off, uh, let's say, a quantum physicist or or someone that's involved in the hard sciences? Yes, I've talked to a number of them. They've corresponded with me privately over my email on the website. Because again, one of the problems is that established uh, physicists don't want to associate themselves with these kinds of things. It's bad for their business. But more importantly, most of the people in uh, in the paranormal community are familiar with David Roundtree. And what's this is the crazy thing about this, guys. This is my model makes a number of predictions that are testable. This is what's differentiating it from philosophies and metaphysics and other kinds of things that you've heard before. This is something extremely different. And a couple of the things that it predicts in a haunted house, uh, number one, we would see barometric pressure variations. We would see the distortion of time. We would see the creation of gravitational, independent gravitational fields in, on three axes. That, in other words, it's a separate field that's opening up other than the one that is of the Earth's. We would predict that a, a EVP could be recorded in a vacuum, and we would also be able to predict that an EVP could be recorded on a recorder where the diaphragm has actually been removed. A couple months ago, I was in an interview, and it was the first time I met David Roundtree, and we sat down and started comparing notes and he has actually conducted these experiments that have verified the predictions that my theory makes. Uh, we had David Roundtree on the program back in January 2010. So, uh, yes, he does. He is involved in some cutting-edge research. And and you bring up a very interesting point that you would you know there's a real potential for demonstrating some sort of 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 you know time compression and. Uh, and, and effects that actually violate the, the, the laws of, of, of time or the temporal, the temporal fourth dimension, uh, for lack of a better term. And as, as I described uh, in, a, in a previous question, yes, I personally have uh, been involved in, in uh, demonstrating that uh, in one sense. And then in other senses, too, we, we've had EVPs that have answered questions before they were asked which always puzzled me, but with your model, um, you, you're saying that you could actually explain that and expect that. Now, what about, uh, are you familiar with the, what probably are the first EVP recordings? I think they were done in 1909 in Siberia on an Edison wax cylinder uh, that I don't believe had a diaphragm. I think it was recorded directly uh, onto the wax. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the rudimentary electronics behind the original recording device, which is a, a wax cylinder that um, Edison invented, but would that be an example of a diaphragmless recording? No, because the, uh, the Edison recorder had a diaphragm that was connected to the needle that uh, cut the grooves in the wax cylinder. It was a completely analog device, but it was an acoustical device. You know, something occurs to me as we talk here. You have a fascinating book here, lots of interesting theories, but where do you take it? Can you take it to mainstream science and say, hey, this is a pretty good idea, one we should explore? This is where my work has been different than anything that has come before. Uh, David Roundtree, when he got an understanding of what my model was, 
uh, he commented about my work that it was the first model of the paranormal that actually gives us a roadmap by which we can conduct and design specific experiments to test it. And moreover, after conferring with him, he and I have talked about the possibility of collaborating together to come up with, the, in the first time in history, a scientific paper that we will be able to submit to the mainstream scientific community on paranormal phenomena. Well, at this point, they haven't paid attention. How do you make them pay attention to this paper? How do you get them to say, hey, these are just a couple of Lulus coming out of the woodwork. We don't need to hear from them. How do they take you seriously? Well, this is where my theory is different. What I uh, liken it to is kind of a, you know, uh, a couple different boxing rings. We have the boxing ring of the paranormal, and we've been trying to get the physicists to say, come in over into our ring, visit us, you know, play over here, so to speak. Let us knock you out. Yeah, they won't do it. What my theory does is it gives us a model by which we can go into their boxing ring in their own home court advantage with their own rules and lick them. Hey, we've got Thomas Fusco joining us. The book is Behind the Cosmic Veil. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, where we are known as The Paracast. What else? The Paracast on Twitter. Follow us, neighbors, and maybe we'll just follow you. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget, CrossbreedHolsters.com. In a coming-apart world, you need something to keep it tied together. That something is Atwood Rope, the highest quality rope made in the USA from exotic braids for military, rescue, arborists, shipyards, tow line, or boating. Quality rope at affordable prices you and your customers can depend on. Find a dealer or shop online at atwoodrope.net. Enter promo code RADIO to receive 100 feet of 550 paracord free with purchase. Atwood Rope, working to keep the world tied together. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So you go on their own turf, Thomas Fusco, and you show them what's going on, and you get them to take you seriously. I'll help with that. I'll help with uh, some really good uh, dedicated field investigators. You devise the experiments, and we'll... uh, We'll help you perform them in some of the the more, I would say, viable haunted sites uh, that we have access to. What I can do is to give them a model, and this is what's different, too. You have to understand something with, with, with my work, let's say, as opposed to, to something that David Roundtree has done. My model shows a greater picture of reality. It's a theory of everything, a conceptual theory of everything. And what this model says is that if you look at this specific segment of reality, like say through a window, if you look through this window, this theory says that this is what you will see. Now, this window, for example, let's say one of these windows is paranormal phenomena. Now, David Roundtree has done extensive testing and experimentation 
inside that window. So my theory comes from a greater view that says when we look through this paranormal window, this is what we'll see. And then we look at the, the experiments of David Roundtree, and they demonstrate exactly what my theory says that you will see. But this goes beyond that. For example, one of the things that physicists, astrophysicists, have struggled with is how the early universe expanded so quickly and then slowed down. They can't figure it out. They're trying to find a material explanation. Without getting into too much detail, one of the predictions that my model makes is that the first moments of the Big Bang were superluminal. They were super light. So by the time the physical universe materialized, it actually materialized in like a ring. So I call the beginning of the universe the Big Puff instead of the Big Bang. The Big Puff, the, the big, magic dragon. It's the Big Foof. <laughs> but when you could take a theory like this and go to mainstream science and say, this answers that question. Why can't you find a graviton? This answers that question. Why can't you tie down this Higgs boson? This answers that question. Why do, do atoms form the way they do, which this theory talks about? This answers that question. Why do we have a timeline? This theory answers that question. Paranormal is just a small window out of this theory. So, yeah, when you have something like that, when you can say, I've got a model that answers more questions than yours, and we actually have testable results, they have to pay attention. They can't ignore you any longer. Well, like I said, I mean, I would be, uh, this would be a, a real wonderful opportunity to, uh, you know, to possibly work uh, on developing some experiments that would be able to demonstrate uh predictability within your model uh and hey uh, i i will volunteer uh to help you do this i one of the top evp experts uh around uh who's been on the show uh, mike lesposito and i have have been coming up with some pretty creative experiments but i tell you if you and david would come up with some and and maybe bounce some office uh it might be interesting to uh take this to the next step and next level you're, you're right. One of the experiments that I predict that I'm hoping some of the organizations will pick up on is that the electromagnetic fields that are being measured, we only measure them for quantity right now. Uh, there's very little work going on that actually measures exact qualities, frequencies, and amplitudes. And we know that we have malfunctioning of electrical equipment at times in the presence of paranormal events when they emerge. So one of my predictable tests is that we need to start testing the frequency and amplitude of these electromagnetic fields. And my prediction is, is that when you see, begin to see your cameras and your other equipment malfunction, you will find that that's going to happen at a certain wavelength. And then when you go in the next haunted house and it happens, you're going to find it's going to happen at the very same wavelength. And so this is one of the predictions that my theory makes, that under certain wavelengths, you're going to see these malfunctions. You're going to see at certain wavelengths where you hear an audible voice that picks up on a recorder. Does that then follow, then, that you could make a normal house into a haunted house? I think that you could. Theoretically, according to my picture, hmm. all we would have to do is figure out 
what the mechanism is going on in nature that bends space and then reproduce it. If you can create a bend in space, uh, you can make these things occur. Does that mean bring UFOs out? Does that mean bringing Bigfoot out if Bigfoot is something paranormal? Well, I'm not sure about Bigfoot. I, I, I look at Bigfoot more along the lines of cryptozoology. I think there is a creature out there. It's I just something we have to discover. Kind of yeah, like what I, Lauren Coleman says. Yeah. Somebody's going to drag in a body. But I don't think anybody's going to ever drag in a physical body of a shadow ghost. It's a, it's a very different kind of phenomenon. Well, what you're talking about, uh, it basically boils down to frequent, frequency and amplitude. If we could figure out the frequency and the amplitude, then we could generate that and maybe tune an environment, let's say. Ah, uh, yes. So you know, one of the things that, that uh, Michael and I have been working on is um, using dissonant tones and, and attempting to vibrate the the actual structure itself uh, with dissonant tones and harmonious, uh, harmonious tones. In other words, taking um, amplified tuning forks and creating resonant uh, frequencies within, within a haunted site structure. Another experiment that we, we've been considering is going to a uh, tuberculosis hospital and, and uh, introducing into the environment sonically uh, the sound of iron lung machines, the clicking of Zippo lighters, and then in the more tactile sense, uh, introducing uh, cigarette and cigar smoke. Uh, and then one, one idea, having a stand-up tragic uh, friend of Michael's who's actually a, a severe asthmatic, um, talk about how difficult it is to be uh, someone that suffers from asthma. Do you think these types of approaches may uh, be on the right track? Yes. Uh, what I would say, though, is that as, as Roundtree said about my, about my theory – it gives us a road map. So rather than to kind of go into it helder-skelder, so to speak, and, and, and just, you know, see what you come up with, this gives an idea where you can begin to start formulating very specific things and say, well, we have certain frequencies that we could try uh, based on do, do you have any? Do you have any frequencies in mind? I mean, have, has any work been done to identify uh, the frequency of of this field effect? Uh, yes, to your knowledge, Roundtree has has come up with some of these frequencies, what he calls carrier waves, and so he's still experimenting on it. It's still he's still kind of doing stabs in the dark, too, like like what you were talking about. Hey, let's let's try this and see what happens. Uh, and he gets some great results. What my model does is gives us a specific direction to go in. Um, for example, if the human consciousness, and this has never been looked at like this before, if the human brain is a subset of the same intelligence that shapes and constructs the universe, then we already know quite a bit about brainwave uh, frequencies. We should look at that. We should try those frequencies. So that also that's, raises the question, what about yeah. people who take certain substances that we can name to see the larger universe or share in the universal consciousness? Do we need to blow our minds to get there? Do we meditate to get there? Is it just something natural that we will discover over time? 
and that raises more and more questions. And this is the kind of reality and the kind of exploration that can take us into many more episodes. We'll get Mr. Roundtree back on the show. That will be interesting. Thomas Fusco joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. For 50 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. You may snicker when you hear this message, but you won't laugh after you experience the best-kept health secret ever, camel milk. Camel milk is loaded with health benefits far superior to other milk. Camel milk has antibacterial, antiviral, and anti-tumor properties, is rich in B vitamins, and camel milk is three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk and ten times higher in iron. And camel milk contains 52 units of insulin-like proteins per liter, effectively lowering blood sugar levels. Many of our members testified that drinking camel milk reversed diabetes and greatly improved autism. Camel milk is easily digested by those who are lactose and beta casein intolerant and comes fresh or frozen from your trusted local family farm shipped on dry ice to preserve freshness. Go to CamelMilkForSale.com now and look under Products and Pricing for the spring special with free bonus pints. That's CamelMilkForSale.com, CamelMilkForSale.com. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeid e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker you owe the irs money you can't pay then listen carefully because you already know that the problem won't go away by itself You can get help today from the leading tax expert in the country, Dan Pilla. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. The IRS isn't going to just forget about you. Right now, the IRS is hiring thousands of tax collectors to go after delinquent accounts just like yours. That's why you need to take action today, and I can help. 
I take a simple but proven approach to solving your tax debt problem. First, I stabilize collections so you don't have to worry about wage and bank levies. Next, I build a detailed plan to get your debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even eliminated. Finally, I work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. So call now for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. Dan Pilla will solve your tax problem guaranteed. He's helped thousands of people, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. As they say, it comes down to this on the Paracast with Gene and Chris. The book is Behind the Cosmic Veil by Thomas Fusco. If you go to theparacast.com, you click on his name, you get the site devoted to the book, and you click on the book's title, you can go to the site to order a copy of the book so you don't have to search for it, just like that. So as I was saying here, we're exploring the universal consciousness and the part we play. So people who use certain substances or meditation, is that what we have to do to sense the part of the universal consciousness that we share? Well, I don't, I, so. I, I don't know what to say about that. Um, you know, I wouldn't encourage the use of uh, illicit drugs uh, or substances. Um, but what I would say is this. We certainly know that all of these kinds of substances have an effect on the wave functions of the brain. This, is, this has been observed and measured. And, of course, when you're speaking about wave functions, in synchronicity, so to speak, with information that the brain is kind of like a computer. It, it has information and it, it's shaped by information and processes information. You're going to see different kinds of things. For example, we have certain devices that are able to detect ultralight radiation or infrared radiation. Our natural eyes cannot. And so there are certainly a scientifically understandable reasoning behind the idea that if we change the wavelength patterns in the human brain, that it will be able to perceive different levels of reality that it won't in its natural state. Sounds like a yes to me, Gene. Sure does. Chris, are we out of questions from the forum? And uh, the only other uh, thing that I personally want to again ask is... Uh, you know, how, how do we set up a research model that will gather the kind of uh, hypothetical or projected results that you're referring to? I mean, do we need to uh, hook up a gravitometer in a haunted site? Uh, uh, how about uh, a magnetometer? What sort of instrumentation uh, would you suggest using that you don't see on your, your typical ghost show with, with their, their – <laughs> Their instrumentation being glowing green eyes and goosebumps. Well, this is interesting that you're saying this, is that one of the things that David Roundtree has uh, successfully experimented with was uh, I think what he's using are uh, that device, it's called iTouch, that when you rotate the device, it changes the screen, the angle of the screen as you're rotating the image on the screen. And these are the devices he used to detect the, uh, the distortions, the fluctuations in local gravitational fields. 
And that's how he figured out that there was actually an additional gravitational field coming into existence other than the one that is associated with the Earth. What we need to do is this. This model finally gives us the connective tissue that puts together all of these seemingly disparate paranormal observations and explains them all with a single model. So we need to start coordinating this equipment. So in other words, you know, somebody could be wandering around with a barometer, someone could be wandering around with a thermometer, another person's wandering around with an EMF meter. These things need to be put together in one place. They need to be built into a single testing apparatus. And so we can then see, yes, not only at this very moment of a paranormal event do we detect this, but we also detect this, 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 and this. Yeah, correlated data. Time. I'm sorry? Correlated data exactly. from, from various sensing sources. Exactly, but we didn't have any model before that gave us the idea that, gee, we ought to put the barometer and the EMF meter together. Before, what would barometric pressure have to do with electromagnetic fields? We didn't have any way to reckon it. We were like looking at the 3,000-year-old night sky and seeing crystalline spheres. This theory allows us to look in the night sky and see the universe for exactly what it is, and then we can begin to develop, build devices on that model. I'm really liking this, Gene. Oh, yeah, this is a way to start bringing a lot like of things this. together. The only thing I worry about is whether people who study the paranormal can be brought together to consider a unified theory because you will have this group that says, okay, UFOs are spaceships, let's worry about them. Forget about the ghosts. We don't want to deal with ghosts and poltergeists and things mm. like that. Baby steps, Gene, baby steps. Sure. What we have to do is to build a, um, a foundation of credibility, not only in integrity, but also in scientific method. And when we do that, it will begin to carry on its momentum uh, and become mainstream. It will become the establishment. And some of these other factions within the paranormal community will become fringe. It's like what I talk about when I was prospecting for paranormal radio shows. I'd come upon a site where uh, you'd hear the weird music play and you'd see bats fly and the investigators are all dressed in gothic clothes with demonic tattoos and black fingernail polish with flashlights under their faces <laughs> to make them look weird. That has to go away. Well, you yeah. know, we have the weird music, but not the rest. <laughs> well, we have the good only music. way that's going to go away is to make them fringe. The only way to make them fringe is to establish a mainstream solid foundation based on reasoning and science. Yeah, you see, today protocols. we're all fringe, though. That's the problem. The problem is we're all lumped in the same basket. This is fringe. This is yes, UFOs. This is ghosts. This is fringe. It's not let's have a mainstream basket with scientific researchers trying to figure out what's going on, and let's put the wackos aside. But then since we're still building on an emerging reality, where do we say these are the wackos? Well, we don't have to. Once it begins to build as a legitimate science, as it should be, 
the wackos will go away. They'll go the way of the patent medicine guy that used to sell the the uh, you know the dope off the back of the wagons in the 1800s. You mean they still don't do that? You know they still do that, by the way. But now it's done on TV. If you look at those ads, you can lose weight. You can cure arthritis or something like that. It's the same stuff. But you you understand the the point that I'm trying to make. For example, let's take Bigfoot. I can guarantee you that there's a certain percentage of Bigfoot researchers that when they go to bed at night, they kneel down and pray to whomever, whatever God they believe in, that no one ever, ever, ever drags in a body. Because the moment somebody drags in a body, that expert becomes a nobody. They're out of business. It's kind of like we should pray that we never discover the reality behind UFOs either then, maybe, because we'll be out of business, because mainstream science will supplant all the researchers who have been involved, and they'll say, okay, it's now our province. Get out of here. Yeah, bye. Thanks, but no thanks. (laughs) You, You know, think about all the people that make a living talking about government conspiracies and trying to uncover the UFO phenomena, that if it was finally understood, all those people would lose their jobs. They'd have to go find another gig. Find another reality. Speaking of realities, tell our listeners where Thomas Fusco, they can find more of the things that you write about. Well, all the uh, information on my book, where to order it, uh, Amazon.com is having a sale on it right now. Um, the, uh, uh, the, the related articles, my blog, uh, everything, including a contact email address, if you want to get a hold of me, is at www.cosmicveil.com. That's spelled V-E-I-L, CosmicVale.com. And there you have a sample chapter of the book, Chapter 1. So you can check Chapter 1 under radio appearances. We are soon going to be included there. We're not there yet, but we will be there shortly. And you're also with Barb Adams, my friend over at Radio America on GCN. She's a good friend of ours. Chris O'Brien, your new site, OurStrangePlanet.com. It's slowly coming together, and it'll be here soon. Yep. Yeah, it's a paranormal event, but uh, we're going to solve it. (laughs) Thomas, uh, really, uh, this has been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for finding us. We uh, really enjoy your grounded scientific insight, and I look forward to possibly working with you in the future. That would be great. Thanks so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>